Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to affect our lives. This week we're going to be talking about the love of God. I must confess, I feel so inadequate to address this topic. Praying this morning, I said to the Lord, you know, really every attribute of God, everything we talk about God is, it, we, it's just the tip of the iceberg that we can know, but especially the love of God. Oh my goodness, what a deep, deep, deep subject, and we're going to try and touch on it some, but we need to be like Paul who prayed for the Ephesians, that God would allow us to know the height and depth and width and breadth of the love of Christ, to know what is beyond knowledge, and if so, we'll be filled up with the fullness of God. What a wonderful, wonderful prayer to pray for ourselves, and what a wonderful blessing to receive from God. I do pray that we will be people who know the love of God and exhibit the love of God to our world. So let's get right into it. Let's talk some about the when we think of the love of God. We'll look at several aspects of it this week. But the first one we want to talk about is our God is a giver. Our God gives. The love of God gives. It does not withhold. Sometimes we say we love someone and we withhold from them. And there, there may be times that we, you know, wait on something. But generally speaking, the love, love gives. As it's been said by a number of people that uh, Amy Carmichael, but a number of others said the same thing. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. And God is like that. God, it's almost like he can't help himself. He's a generous giver because he loves us. Look in John 3.16, perhaps the most common verse in the Bible. And it, it relates this to it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Those two verbs are linked together, his love and his giving. He so loved, he gave. He's got to give. And indeed, <clears throat> the greatest gift God could ever give would be his son. What could be greater than that? What greater gift could God give us than eternal life forever? Sinners who don't deserve it, but who receive what God gives. And this is the important thing we've got to understand about eternal life. It is a matter of receiving what God gives. We can't earn it. We can't deserve it. We can't say, you know, I've done more good than bad. What we can do is we can receive what God wants to give. And so many people, this is their stumbling block. They, they, they won't receive. They feel, I've got to pay for it. I've got to earn it. I've got to do this, do that. No, we receive what God gives. He's so loved. He gives our part, receive. We receive by simple faith in Jesus Christ. Well, does God's giving end there, though? Indeed, this is the ultimate thing God could ever give would be his son, but does he give more than that? Look at what look at what Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Oh my goodness. What an awesome promise. What an awesome statement. Obviously it's a rhetorical question and the obvious answer is that he will. That if God was willing to give the ultimate gift, anything else that you could need from God or want from God 
would kind of be small compared to what God's already given. He's demonstrated his love. He's demonstrated his willingness to give to us. And so the things that we, the other things we need in life now, and whatever circumstances we're in that we need to receive from God, God is freely willing to give. Now, you might say, well, then how come there's so much I don't have? We'll get to that in just a moment. Hang on, stick with me, and we'll, we'll, we'll see the importance of this. But God, God has given his son everything else you need. Everything else you need from God is secondary and much, much smaller to what he's already demonstrated he's willing to give. Well, what, other, what does God give us? Let me give you, I was thinking of a, some verses here this morning of things God has given. Look at this. God gives us eternal life. John 3, 16, we already said that. He, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God gives us peace. John 14, verse 27 says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. God's peace is not like the world's peace. Indeed, God doesn't promise our circumstances will always be good. I'm thinking, you know, as we're preparing for our trip to Israel, and I'm thinking about the Sea of Galilee and the message I'll be sharing as we are on the Sea of Galilee, I'm struck again with the, the story of Jesus being asleep in the boat when the waves and the fishermen, the guys who are used to the being out on the sea, they're scared to death they're going to sink and drown. And Jesus is experiencing peace. Now, maybe he was just really tired. I think it was more than that. I think he had the peace of God, and he knew that even in the midst of the storms of the Sea of Galilee, they were going to arrive safely at the other side. And indeed, God can give us that peace. In the world, we'll have tribulation, he tells us. But in him, we can have peace, knowing that he's overcome the world. Paul says in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and discipline. That's something God's given you. God has given you power. God's given you a spirit of love, a love for, uh, to have love for other people. This is, and God's given you discipline. And as you allow God's spirit to be working and living through you, these are things that God has given us. How wonderful. I'll bet you'd like that. I sure do. I want power, love, and discipline in my life. Well, these things are given to us by God. How about this? God gives us grace for every need. You know the verse, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, that always having all sufficiency in everything, we may have an abundance for every good work. Boy, the superlatives in that verse are incredible, but this word grace comes from the same word as gift. The Greek word is charis. It comes from the same word. It means grace means something God gives. And so we know that, as we've said earlier, we're saved by grace, but we also live by grace. We grow by grace. God is able to make all grace abound to you. Whatever the need in your life, God is able to make it available to you, and, and, in, and, and he does it abundantly. Our God is a giving God. How about this one? This is going to blow your mind. We can read right over this verse and not think about it. John 17, 21. Jesus said, and the glory you have given me from before, well, let me just read it right here. The glory you've given me from before the foundation 
The glory which you've given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we're one. I added a little bit in there, but the glory you have given me, Jesus prayed to his Father, I have given to them. Oh my goodness, seriously? You look at your brothers and sisters in Christ, do you see the glory of God in them? I hope so, because God gave Jesus glory, and Jesus has given that to us. Now, he's done it for a purpose that we might be one, that we might love one another, that we might see the grace of God in each other. And indeed, if, if there's something undesirable that you see in someone that you don't like, look, learn to look beyond that and see the grace of God in that person's life. Because it's there, if they're, if they're a brother or sister in Christ, it's there. And he gave that to us. You didn't earn this. We, we didn't earn, the, earn this. God gave us these things. Our God is a generous God. In fact, look at this verse. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there's no variation or shifting shadow. I think of every good gift. My goodness, you know, we breathe, we think, we've got a brain that works, your body, even as you're sitting here, your, 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 your brain is causing your heart to beat, your life to work, your body to work. We live in an environment where we have air and water and food, and the earth grows food for us to eat, and we have rain to cause the crops to grow and sunshine to help it grow. God has brought good people into your life that have been a blessing to you, been an encouragement to you, that have sustained you, that have provided for you. I think in my own life, you know, I didn't make my own clothes. I didn't build my own house. I didn't build my car. The things I have, much, most of what I know, someone taught me. What do I have that I haven't received? God has give, been good to us. And in Psalm 103, it says, forget none of these benefits. Our God is a gracious God. Now, why is it so hard to believe? Why is it so hard to believe our God is a generous God? Obviously, we have a spiritual enemy, and he's always wanting to distort our understanding of our Father. But I might add another thing. Sometimes our perception of God's grace, kindness, love, and goodness is affected by our upbringing and the way our parents treated us, particularly our fathers. If our father was distant or stingy or not very uh, overly strict, we might think of God that way. Be on guard for that. If that's true in your life, Develop your relationship with God and understand Him for who He is and help, help God to ask God to transform your thinking. But I want to say a word to you parents. Something I learned in my own life, I look back at how many times I was always saying no to my kids. Dad, can we get this? No, can't afford it. Dad, can we never? Nope, can't afford it. Can I have? Nope, nope. I was always saying no to the request to me. And God convicted me one day, one year actually of how I was representing to them an eternal father, spiritual father, who always said no. Well, our God's not like that. He says, whatever you need, ask, and I'll give it to you. I'll grant it to you. And I was representing one who always, whenever they'd ask, the answer was no. Well, we didn't have enough money to give them everything they wanted, but I began to change my vocabulary and say, that's a great idea. I'm glad you're interested in that. We don't have the money right now, so let's figure out how we can do this. And in our case, you know, we did all kinds of things. I'd help kids learn how to earn some money, mow a lawn, 
I used to take them out selling Krispy Kreme donuts so they could earn the money so that they could buy some of the things they wanted. But I helped them instead of saying no, I helped them how to turn that into a yes. Parents, make sure that as you think of who you are and the model you're setting to your children, sure, manage your money well. Don't just waste it. But make sure you're not also so frugal and so careful with your money that you're exhibiting to your kids that you're that you're not a generous God as uh, you're not a generous parent in the same way we want them to understand our God is a generous giving God. He so loved that he gave. Might we be like that as well? Oh Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you so much that you give to needy people. And Father, it's like you can't help it. Your heart is so kind and so filled with love that you just give, give, give. And we thank you. And we, Lord, it's easy for us to feel entitled. It's easy for us to look at things we don't have, but help us, Lord, to have a heart filled with gratitude, filled with love, filled with receiving what you give us and recognizing the blessings of God in our life. Help us not go out throughout the day just focused on what we don't have. Help us live our days, Lord, focused on how you've been good to us. And I pray, Father, that we would be people. I pray everyone on here, help us be humble enough to receive the love of God, humble enough to receive the good things you bring our way, humble enough to recognize your kindness and goodness and have a heart filled with gratitude. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And we pray and bless you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Well, I hope this helps. I hope that you are have a, have a better understanding of receiving the love of God and knowing the love of God. He's a good God. He gives generously. Thank you for joining with me today. If you're new, I want to give a special welcome. This is still the month of January. It's, first year, first, it's still early in the year. I hope that you make it a habit to join us regularly. If you just come when you feel like it, yeah, you're probably not going to come at the right time. Or you just come when you see something pop up on your YouTube feed that looks interesting. That's not how we grow. Consistency uh, in our lives is what makes a difference. Build bit by bit, day by day, little by little. We allow God to be building into our lives. So until we meet tomorrow, my God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his love and with the knowledge of his love. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.